From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Vitamin A deficiency is the leading cause of preventable blindness in children, and it increases the risk of disease and death from severe infections. Upstate Medical University has a pediatric gastroenterologist who's researched this issue, which affects mostly poor nations. Here with me today is Amr Imdad, an assistant professor of pediatrics specializing in gastroenterology. Welcome, Dr. Imdad. Thank you for for having me. So you've clearly done a lot of research on vitamin A supplementation and its role in keeping children healthy. Um, Just what does vitamin A do for our body? So vitamin A is uh, is an essential micronutrient. So two key words here. One is the micronutrient, which means that these nutrient elements are required in smaller amounts compared to macronutrients, for example, carbohydrates, fats, or proteins that we typically eat. An essential micronutrient is a micronutrient that our body cannot synthesize from the raw material. So it means that vitamin A is... Uh, is a, is a micronutrient that needs to be taken from external sources. And it does multiple functions in our body, including um, vision, it helps with the respiratory system and gastrointestinal systems. So you said it cannot synthesize from a raw... Uh, does that mean we can't get it from food, or we can? Or So typically our bodies uh, can make certain, uh, for example, amino acids. Uh, it can also make certain biological components that are active in our body, and it just needs the raw material for it. Uh, however, in certain um, micronutrients, you actually have to take it from the food sources. Uh, so vitamin A actually needs to be taken externally, either from the plant source or the animal source, uh, per se, and our own body cannot. So if we don't eat vitamin A, our own body cannot synthesize it. Okay, so we can't make it on our own. We, it's essential that we eat it yep. or whatever. Now, um is it more uh, important for children than adults or, or not? It, it's important for both children and uh, adults, but the key thing in children is that they are growing and they are more prone to having complications if they have vitamin A deficiency. So the most critical part is in the vision. So what vitamin A does, it helps regenerate the epithelial surfaces in the body. So where are the epithelial surfaces? So um, in our eyes, the retina is one of the epithelium. In our respiratory tract, we have an epithelial surface. In our gastrointestinal tract, uh, we have an epithelial surface. Similarly, in the reproductive tract. So um, vitamin A helps regenerate these linings, internal linings. Now, the growing kids, if they are vitamin A deficient, then they will be at higher risk of getting, say, respiratory infection, uh, gastrointestinal infection, and the worst is really uh, loss of vision. So it is the most common uh, cause of night blindness um, in children around the globe. Is it reversible? I mean, night blindness? Or? It, it depends. It depends uh, when uh, we picked up the vitamin A deficiency. So what it does, for example, in vision, um, it causes um, dryness of the eyes and um, it really, the, the white part of white part of our eye, the conjunctiva, um, can become keratinized, so it becomes thick. And then in the advanced cases, the cornea, which is the frontal part of our eye, uh, can also be keratinized or thickened. So when the cornea is affected, then it's typically irreversible. But if we catch it sooner and supplement the kids with vitamin A, then it's reversible. 
Well, what I wanted to ask is um, what sorts of signs and symptoms would there be for a parent? Like, how would you know that your child is deficient in this? Indeed. So, again, starting um, with the vision. So you can have dry eyes with this, um, especially sometimes um, you see the white spots uh, or whitish grayish color spots uh, in the conjunctiva of the eye. Um, similarly, you could have um, thickening of the skin. Skin also has an epithelial surface, so vitamin A plays an important uh, part in maintaining uh, the skin layer of our body. Then again, they will have uh, increased um, infections, both respiratory infections and gastrointestinal infections. And in older um, adults, it can also contribute to reproductive, it can affect the reproductive and cause infertility in, in adults. Well, uh is those signs and symptoms that you mentioned, I just wonder at what point um, you would think, oh, it's got to be vitamin A deficiency, because those things might lead you down the path of some other diagnosis first, right? In, indeed, indeed. And it really depends uh, the scenario. And, you know, as a physicians, when we make assessments, uh, if somebody comes with, say, a gastrointestinal infection, having diarrhea, we think about uh, multiple other things. But if I am working in a developing country, um, then at least one of the things that we think about is that this could be due to malnutrition. So uh, those kids, um, they have multiple infections back-to-back, and that uh, not only make them sick in that acute setting, but also lead to a um, bunch of losses of the nutrition, and, and they kind of go in a cycle where they get sick and they lose micronutrients and they're not able to eat, so they become deficient over time. So uh, the vitamin A deficiency is not that common in the United States or in other developed countries, but in developing countries is very common, and we are kind of more suspicious. Say, for example, if there is a refugee patient who comes to us, then we'll be much more suspicious with these symptoms compared to a child who was born and raised here in the United States. Interesting. Okay. This is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with pediatric gastroenterologist Dr. Amr M. Dad. Um, can babies and children get adequate levels of vitamin E by eating certain foods? And if so, which certain foods are they Absolutely. high with vitamin A? Absolutely. So vitamin A is available um, both from the plant source and the animal source. So the plant source um, have something called inactive vitamin A. Um, Beta-carotene is one of the most famous type of subtype of vitamin A. When you is, say beta-carotene, I think of carrots. Is yeah, that? it's kind of. So carrots is actually a very good source of vitamin A. Uh, then the green leafy vegetables like spinach, um, yellow vegetables like pumpkin, squash, um, and then um, non-citrus fruits like mangoes, papaya, and apricots have a lot of vitamin A in it. Now, the animal source, on the other hand, has more active form of vitamin A. Um, and so uh, the sources include liver, liver fish oil, egg yolk, whole milk, dairy products, and human milk. Um, so if, if there is a choice between plant and animal-based, the uh, vitamin A from animal source is much more active compared to plant source because the one that is taken from the plant needs to be converted to active form to be uh, available to the body. Um, what about supplements? Is it okay to just, is there a vitamin A that you can take? 
Indeed, there is a synthetic vitamin A supplementation available. Um, again, in developed countries, when um, there is food available otherwise, and you're eating about two and a half cap cup of fruits and vegetable kind of every day, you really don't need uh, supplementation. But in developing country, um, World Health Organization recommends uh, vitamin A supplementation. It actually is given every six months. And actually, the study that we conducted is the basis for WHO recommendations. Uh, WHO asked us um, uh, in the past to uh, prepare the data that is available. Uh, and when our study was was published, um, it, it served as a policy document for it, and WHO issued its um, recommendation based on that. Uh, now it is supported by the uh, World Bank, uh, UNICEF, again WHO, um, and the kids in developing countries uh, get a big dose of vitamin A every six months. So uh, tell me about your research. I, you looked at several studies, mm-hmm. um, children from six months to five years of age. Yep. And then you compared the outcomes for those who got vitamin A supplements and those who didn't, right? Indeed. So we uh, conducted um, uh, something called meta-analysis, which what it does is it mathematically combines the different studies. So uh, we had about 47 studies um, published mainly from low- and uh, middle-income countries, um, and it included about 1 million to 223,856 children, so really huge uh, sample size. Um, And the studies that were conducted, about 30 were conducted in Asia, uh, eight in Africa, seven in Latin America, and there are two studies from Australia as well. And what uh, the combined data from these studies showed that the kids who were 6 to 59 months of age um, and were supplemented with vitamin A, um, it reduces their mortality by 12% compared to the kids who did not receive vitamin A. And this is uh, a very significant effect for uh, as simple of an intervention as uh, a vitamin A capsule, which costs less than two cents. Um, now, to reduce the death rate by death, 12%? Yeah, wow. by 12%. So it is actually considered one of the most effective and most cost-effective intervention in developing country to save children. Um, and as I said earlier, uh, we were very lucky to have our study uh, adopted by WHO, and, and uh, we feel very honored to you know provide the basis for their recommendations. And our study was picked up by multiple uh, policymakers, and they um, now recommend uh, um, to supplement the kids with vitamin A um, so that, uh, you know, we can prevent and we can save lives uh, with this. Um, Now, there has been discussion on how exactly it works. So vitamin A, what it does is it prevents the the diarrhea-associated illness and death. So diarrhea is one of the leading cause of death in developing countries, and giving vitamin A actually helps prevent the illness, uh, so the incidence of illness, and not only when the kids get sick, it also prevents the severity of illness as well. So it's, they are less likely to die from diarrhea if they have good vitamin A levels in their bodies. Uh, similarly, vitamin A also helps with measles. Measles is one of the major killers in developing countries. So um, the kids who have adequate vitamin A and they get measles, they're less likely to have complications compared to the kid who was vitamin A deficient and had measles on top of it. And it could be deadly in those cases. So our data uh, from our study showed significant effect not only for all-cause mortality, meaning 
um, any cause of death, but also the deaths due to diarrhea and measles. And, and this shows a very convincing evidence that um, this intervention is biologically plausible and can, do, and can save lives in, in uh, developing countries. Well, what is being looked at in terms of getting vitamin A to the right populations that need it? I mean, how do you do that? Uh, indeed. So um, right now, the, the policy is to supplement kids with synthetic vitamin A supplementation, which could be given by capsules or in liquid form. Um, but this is really not the long-term solution. The long-term solution um, is to increase the availability of food, both the plant-based source and the animal-based source. Um, but obviously that's going to take time, and there is a lot of things involved in that, including political commitment and financial situation of the population. Um, another thing that is being looked at is the fortification of food. So the most staple food um, that is eaten in different parts of the world, uh, so to fortify the, that food um, with vitamin A. Another is an agricultural uh, approach where uh, certain foods are modified to have increased content of vitamin A in it, and actually Cornell here is doing a lot of work around that, and they are trying to grow different um, um, agriculture products that have more vitamin A in it, and that probably is the long-term solution, that the bioavailability is higher in different foods available in, in developing countries. Because in America, we see um, foods that are, you know, calcium fortified. Mm -hmm. Indeed, or folic acid fortification or right, is, right. Is, uh, is a very well-known intervention that prevented the neural tube defects. So how did you get involved in studying vitamin A? Yeah, so it's a, a kind of long story. I um, just graduated from medical school, and I was looking for a job. Um, I was actually studying for my USMLEs to come to the United States for t training in pediatrics. So um, I happened to work with um, Dr. Zulfkar Ahmed Buta. He's a well-known nutritionist and has done a lot of work uh, for kids in developing countries. So he was asked uh, to uh, conduct this study for WHO, and he gave me the task to... For uh, World Health Organization. For World Health Organization, okay. that is correct. And we had team members from the Oxford University in, in England, and also uh, one of the students from John, Ho John Hopkins uh, worked with us. So it was a combined team effort, um, and um, it took us about one and a half year to complete this study, and uh, it was first published back in 2010, and then we have uh, up updated the data very recently, and the most recent um, manuscript were published in 2017. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then you've you've stuck with working on this. Indeed. Yeah. And we um, have um, worked for WHO uh, on vitamin A and also uh, certain other micronutrients as well. My personal interest is in global health, and uh, um, I'm very much interested in micronutrient supplementation in children. Um, so we have um, looked at vitamin A. We also looked at zinc supplementation, iron supplementation. Um, we also looked at calcium supplementation in, in mothers uh, to help prevent the complications of pregnancy. And we 
we're very lucky to, uh, that some of our work has uh, been taken up uh, by WHO for their policy making, and it makes me really uh, honored and humble that our work uh, is ultimately being used for policy making. Yeah, it's neat that that's happening here, uh, here in Syracuse. So, Indeed. well, thank you so much for the information. Uh, my guest has been Dr. Amr Imdad, a pediatric gastroenterologist at Upstate. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, Health Link on Air.